Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Kinda Opinionated Podcast. If you didn't know, I'm your host, Luke Sharon, and I'm kind of opinionated. Today we have a very special guest, Mr. John Grimm. He is currently running for Kootenai County Sheriff. Um, yeah, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Well, thank you for being on my podcast. Today. Thank you, Luke. Thank you for having me. How's your day going? It's going well. I'm fighting a little bit of a cold, so I hope I don't cough too much. Uh, we'll be fine. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about a couple of topics which I think are very relevant in our communities right now, if that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get started then. Okay. I know you own a manufacturing company. Can you tell me what you currently do and what's the coolest thing your company manufactures? We manufacture a lot of products, small specialty items, uh, components for the medical industry, defense industry, and some aerospace work. And I would say one of the coolest things that we've ever done was uh, we were approached by the Department of the Treasury mm. oh, a number of years ago. And we, along with one other company in the United States, bid on a special project that was for an anti-counterfeiting measure. Mm -hmm. And this isn't stuff, this, this is a type of anti-counterfeiting measure uh, that foreign states, uh, to fight with foreign states too, like pallet loads of $100 bills coming out of China, things like that. Yeah. So we worked on that project and it was pretty interesting. It was actually a classified project. And uh, I know some of the secrets about money that, uh, very few people know. That's cool. Well, do you if you play, if you like win sheriff, do you uh, or like win Kootenai County Sheriff? Do you um, do you, are you going to continue running your manufacturing company? I won't continue running it. No, the the county sheriff job is more than a full time job. Yeah, and it would be dishonest for me to try and do both. So. My son Adam has uh, really stepped up to the plate during this election. As a matter of fact, the election has been a great test for us because I think I've worked maybe 10 days since July and uh, the company's doing well and he's doing well. And so uh, during my tenure as sheriff, he'll take over. So you're pretty confident that you will win, right? Well, of course, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not in this to lose. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So why do you want to be county sheriff in the first place? Well, that's a, that's a question sometimes I ask myself. <laughs> no, but all, all joking aside, this is my home uh, and my kids' home. And Kootenai County has been good to my family. It's important to all of us that we have excellent law enforcement. And honestly, I researched the other candidates because it would be easier for me to get behind someone and support them like I've done in the past in other elections. Uh, I even interviewed some of the candidates and I didn't find them up to the task. And so I feel a certain obligation to do what I can do to improve our home here in Kootenai County. And fortunately, I'm at a time in my life where I can afford to perform this vital public service. Well, I support that. Um, well, what sets you apart from the other candidates running to become sheriff? I'm an outsider. I'm not a career cop. I do have law enforcement experience. I was a reserve deputy up in Bonner County, um, but I've been a business owner for nearly 30 years continuously. I know how to handle a budget. I also understand small town law enforcement better than someone who spent their entire career at an agency larger than any sheriff's office in Idaho. This is in LA or Dallas. You know, Here a deputy might arrest someone he later sees at Super One or someone he went to high school with. Mm. Um, you know, I wanna expand on that outsider concept. Yeah. 
in the 50 United States, three states do not elect county sheriffs. That's so Alaska, Connecticut, and Hawaii. And that leaves about 300 counties and 300 county, sh or excuse me, 3,000 county sheriffs. Why don't they? Why don't uh, it's they? just their form of government. They oh. don't. They don't like. Uh, I don't think Alaska even has counties. Oh. Um, and sadly, there are a few bad sheriffs. Uh, we just had one sheriff removed from office and convicted of some pretty serious crimes in southern Idaho. But more importantly, there are very few sheriffs in U.S. history that stand out as exemplary leaders, men and women who stand up for what is right, always. And I think that's because we keep doing the same thing. We elect the person who has been there the longest, the guy who's found his way to work the longest. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm in no way trying to disparage a 30-year career in law enforcement. That is a very noble thing, but it does not necessarily prepare somebody to lead the organization. Well, do you think, well, as you said, that, um, something you said made me uh, get reminded of term limits. Isn't there no term limit limits for sheriff? There, there are no term, term limits. Do you think there should be? I am... As a concept, I'm against term limits, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. We have term limits. It's called voting. And people like you who want to educate themselves on the people they're electing aren't going to make the same mistakes that we continue to do in the United States. When, when I hear that a, sen a, a, a senator has you know, served for 40 years in the Senate, that's too long. Yeah. And why we keep electing them is because people do not educate themselves on... the. They vote by name recognition only, and that's a shame. Yeah. So as a concept, I'm against term limits. In reality, they're probably a good idea. So, yeah. Well, good good response, because that was just like a off-the-top-of-my-head question. So... That's a good question. What would you say the county sheriff like position entails? Like, what do you do? What, what like, what's your plans? Well... The, the the sheriff's job is actually defined by state statute and state law, and there it can be broken down into roughly five key areas. Number one, the sheriff is a principal law enforcement official in the county. He has a legal duty to preserve the peace, make arrests, bring people before judges, conduct investigations, traffic and highway safety, etc. It then all breaks down into what we call the five basic duties of police to protect life, liberty, and property, serve the people, enforce the law, provide information, and render first aid. In addition to that first category, uh, he enforces Idaho voting laws, operates the county jail, driver's license office, which is something that everybody can complain about, and various additional duties such as animal control, and in Idaho we have livestock brand inspection, um, major catastrophes, etc. But the sheriff has deputies to perform all of these tasks, but he is the person that's responsible for the overall operation and the direction of the department. He's the face and the spokesman for the agency. He also manages the budget that's set by the county commissioners. So you said that um, the sheriff runs the um, animal control? Is that Yeah. So I, I have a um, question for you. So okay. we have two dogs. Um, would would it be possible if we gave them like a if we gave you guys like a picture of them and um, you could just like drive to our house and drop them off because once in a while they get like caught by animal control and we have to like 
go and get them. So I was just wondering if you actually become Kootenai County Sheriff, if you could do me a favor. I, I would do that for you, Luke. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I would it. do that for you. I appreciate it. Okay. So why should teenagers... How, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. How often do your dogs get out, though? That's a good question. Well, well, my mom wants me to say once, <laughs> but... Um, we have a couple people that don't leave, um, well, that leave the door open. Oh, okay. And my dogs are always on an escape route. Well, you know what's Just cool to... about the time that we live in is for relatively little money, you can put a GPS collar on your dog and find them. A buddy of mine just did that with his shepherd, and the shepherd's name is Tugger, and he keeps keeps getting loose. And so mm -hmm. he put a GPS on him so he could figure out what his what why the dog was getting out. So that was pretty cool. Well, our dogs, I think they're just stupid. <laughs> so because are they small dogs? No, they're they're pretty large. They're just not intelligent. Well, one of them is pretty intelligent, and then the other one is just not not smart at all. Um, well, I have, the, I have a smart dog, and smart dogs run away too. So yeah. Well, one of our dogs, they're scared from running outside the house since uh, this winter. Well, around that time was because we went to watch a movie. I forget what movie it was, and um, my little brother. I'm I'm blaming him, even because I don't know. I'm just blaming him. So he left the door open, and we went into the car, and they followed us all the way to the um, to the theater. Not like the one that's close around here but the one that's way far back and they really? got all the way to walmart and um they got caught by animal control and they had to spend the night at the what was it oh wait the, the county the county jail and what no the county jail sure let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so moving on to the next question why should teenagers and normal people who are good citizens be interested in the sheriff uh election candidacy well teenagers i think should be interested in all elections because you know i i i remember when i was 13 and i know it seems like a long ways off but you're going to be 18 before you know it and you're going to have the opportunity to vote and, and it's not just an opportunity or a right it's a responsibility if you ask most people on the street what form of government we have in the u.s most will say a democracy yeah. and that's and that's not what we have. We have a republic. You think about the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Yeah. And, and to the republic for which it stands. Um, having said that, you don't, you're not electing leaders. You're electing representatives. But these representatives are not required by law to represent the will of the people. And some will lie to you. And that's why it's important for everyone, teenagers especially, to learn about whom you elect. You want to buy a house someday, I assume, right? Yeah. You want to buy it in a safe area. Um, you need good law enforcement for that. You want to raise children of your own, have good schools with decent tax structures. Um, you also need to think about electing a sheriff that doesn't break the law himself. You know, uh, I would hope so. we just we spoke about that earlier. You know, yeah. and it, sadly, it happens. Um, That's kind of ironic. Yeah, exactly. And if you elect someone who lies about their past or is dishonest. Will that result in innocent people being punished? So, have you ever committed a crime? Oh, I'm probably I probably have, but I do not have a criminal record. But okay. I have speeding tickets. I'm gonna believe you on this one. No, you can you can look that up. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, um, this is um, more of a serious topic. Um, 
So a question that seems to be unfortunately uh, be consistently <coughs> relevant in our political climate. Um, in 2019, Idaho was the fifth highest suicide rate, 58% higher than the national average. Do you think that there's a direct answer to why Idaho's rate is so high? And if you're elected sheriff, a Kootenai County Sheriff, what would could you do anything about it? I don't think there's a direct answer. And that's probably the toughest question you're gonna have for me tonight. Um, I think there are numerous reasons why. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about kids and having it easy nowadays. and But you know, I think sometimes we set the bar too high and we forget as adults what we did as kids. There's a tremendous amount of pressure on young people nowadays to perform academically, socially, morally, and, and uh, you know, adolescence is a difficult time. Kids make a lot of mistakes during that time, embarrassing mistakes. And sometimes as parents, we need to remember that. And you know, there's been times where, like with my own son, you know, where he's, he's come to me with something, I'm like, oh, kid, is that, is that all? Yeah, I did that yeah. same thing too. Don't worry about it, don't do it again. You know, that's um, substance abuse can be a factor with the proliferation of narcotics and drugs everywhere. Um, it's foolish to assume that you know, that's not not part of the problem. But I think a big problem is uh, the lack of social and family support. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why both Sarah and my wife and I, Sarah's my wife, uh, volunteer with scouting, you know, because there's a lot of young men in this in this county that can benefit from having you know good positive family type environments well, um, why do you well, sorry to interrupt but why why do you think that's so high around here you know i i, I really can't tell you and, and in doing research there doesn't seem to be a definitive answer for it i know that utah has an i think the highest rate in the nation for teen suicide hmm. so uh, I, I wish I could answer. Um, you know, as far as what you asked me, what I could do as sheriff, there's really not a whole lot other than making people aware of things, you know, like uh, mental, he mental health issues and things like that. But, but I can give you some advice, though. Um, and this is something that I've learned over time. When someone contacts you out of the blue that you haven't heard from in one or two years, and you yeah. get a text and says, hey, Luke, you know, what's going on? You drop what you're doing at that time and go and offer them the attention that they're seeking. Because I can't tell you the number of times as an adult that I've heard friends say, yeah, the weirdest thing, I, I heard from a buddy I hadn't heard from in five years and he texted me. And before I got a chance to text him back, uh, the next day I heard from his wife that he killed himself. And there's some connection there. So that's something we can do just as fellow humans when we see you know, that possibly somebody's suffering, but I wish I had an answer for you on that. I, I do not. Yeah, I think, I think there's, I think there's, there might be a couple reasons why um, the suicide rate is really high, but to be honest, I have no clue why it's so, uh, that why we're, why here, yeah. that, what, like why we're 58% higher. That's not, that shouldn't be. You would think where we yeah. live and the type of lifestyle that we live and, and it's, it's really a pretty, affluent area you would think it would be lower do you think we need to do some research on why it's so high and like survey these young people instead of having these adults talk to other adults about why absolutely it's so high? i think we need to survey young people and then believe them when they tell us things that make us uncomfortable mm -hmm. as to what we're doing as adults 
because I see a lot of these adults um, writing books about young kids, but the young kids and the teenagers are the books are directed towards adults, mm-hmm. and so it isn't really solving the problem. It's just, hey, this is what my idea is, and I'm not a teenager, but I was. So yeah. Yeah. I, no, I agree. Yeah. So, in your opinion, what do you think the biggest issue in our community is currently? I think it's the out-of-control growth that we're seeing here in Kootenai County and North Idaho. Uh, Poor planning at the city and county level and the problems that that is bringing from more drug trafficking, more crime, more traffic, uh, more aggressive drivers. You know, we've we've seen a definite change in traffic behavior in the past five years that we didn't see prior to that and uh so i think yes heroin and and methamphetamines they're all bad problems but i think the biggest thing that's facing kootenai county is the out of control growth and what that's going to bring if you look at the uh property crime rates in spokane county Mm -hmm. they're many many times higher than what they are here in kootenai county and they're just over that imaginary line at the border. So what's what's changing? What what's changed from the last couple of years? The culture here in the county is changing. As more people move, they they bring the types of issues that they escaped from, and not knowing, I think that they are contributing to some of that culture change here. So um, I hope that we don't see an, a major increase in crime, but. I'm certain that we are, mm-hmm. and the new county sheriff is going to be prepared if he's going to succeed in combating that. So, it like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you like? With, if that's the biggest issue in your opinion in the community, what are you going to do about it? Well, if you're talking about growth, there's not much the sheriff can do um, about limiting growth. That is up to the county commission if it's if it's uh, something that has to do with growth in the county or the individual city councils and what they allow as far as unfettered growth what they do need to be aware of is along with that growth mm-hmm. you're you know if you build a subdivision with 500 houses you're going to have to hire more deputies and it's going to cost money and those subdivisions should be the ones to pay for those additional uh, deputies and infrastructure through impact fees which is something we don't have currently in Idaho yeah so on to another um, yeah well thanks for your answer um, on to another question um, if you don't mind sure um, recent studies show that a human that a normal human brain stops developing between the ages of 23 and 35 in Idaho you can own a gun at 18 is this an appropriate age to own a gun or even an assault weapon, in your opinion? Probably not for everybody, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is that's the law, and the Second Amendment protects our right to keep and bear arms. Yeah. Um, there are people that shouldn't be driving at 18 or 20 years old um, or, or 50 years old. Um, I'm a huge supporter of the Second Amendment. However, having said that, um, I've seen a lot of adults that are incredibly careless with firearms. Yeah. Guys my age. I just went to a gun show Saturday 
and uh, was sitting talking to a group of friends and a fellow came by with his pistol holstered in a way that he muzzled everybody that was sitting around him in the torso and by muzzle I mean pointing the barrel that's just something you absolutely don't do it's in poor taste it's careless and it's dangerous and this person was oblivious to what he was doing and and it's probably because he didn't have good education as a youth so if if you don't think we should raise the um the age to a higher thing or make it so that you can only have a certain gun at 18 or a certain type of gun at 18. Do you think uh, more efficient background checks are more sufficient than doing that? You, you really have to look at the Bill of Rights as a, a unified document that protects the rights we're born with. For example, in the Second Amendment, I know a lot of, I know that's a hot topic for young people. Yeah. But it is protected by the the Second Amendment, as is religion in the First Amendment, right? The First Amendment protects five of our basic rights freedom of speech, press, assembly, religion, and the right to redress the government. Um or, or anyways. Um would it be reasonable for someone to say we want to require an application or a background check to attend that church or, uh, is in, in, or, or the other church across town that doesn't require a permit. I mean, you really have to look at those the same way Well, because they're both protected activities. And some things we disagree with. I mean, there's some things of free speech that, you know, are, are just in poor taste. Yeah. But... You know, it's like like these clowns that you know we used to have here in North Idaho walking down Sherman with their swastika signs. Yeah, it does. It was an awful, you know, a time in the in the period here, but it was something that was protected. So. So, in my opinion, I don't think that churches are the same as um, as firearms. Um, so, I think that we should probably have more extensive is that yeah extensive um, background checks on people that are young people or like um, old or even older people to have background checks on them or to have a background check on file file a better well, one than what do you I mean I'm assuming that most 18 year olds yeah have, have cleaner records than most 28 year olds just because of time yeah um, I mean how do you how do you decide in advance if someone is going to commit a crime? I mean, that's a that's a dangerous precedent to set. That's a good question, and I don't think it's up for me to decide. I think it's up for the people that are running this country currently to decide, and um, and running and the people who are going to run for this country and going to, well, going yeah, people who are going to to be running this country, which is them. going to be hopefully you one day. Hopefully me, which, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I'm just, a, yes, people with nefarious backgrounds or evil people should not be, and, and that's, that's the way the law is now. You, you know, felons can't own firearms, for instance. Yeah. Um, but as far as arbitrary background checks to exercise something that is protected under the Second Amendment, it's, it's just unconstitutional. Yeah. And 
as distasteful as that might be for some people, um, and you have to look at it along the same lines as some of our other freedoms. Yeah. Well, thanks for your answer, and yeah, um, this is this is the big deal breaker question right here. Okay, this is the question that will make people decide if they're going to vote for you or not. I and and you know what? Okay. If I lose any voters over this question, so be it. I'm going to okay. stand by it. Okay. So, what's your favorite type of pizza, and do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? Because this this is the most important topic. I would say one of my favorite pizzas is the the Vincent over at Flame and Cork. And no, pineapple on a pizza is an abomination. Oh. And if you want to talk about background checks, if you ever want to own a firearm in this county and you put pineapples on pizza, I mean, don't tell me you don't put ketchup on hot dogs either, do you? Oh, no. Okay, good. Men, no. men don't do that. <laughs> oh, no. I only put mustard on my hot dog. Good. That's the way they're supposed to be. Okay. Well, I completely disagree with you on the pineapple <laughs> thing. Pineapple does belong on pizza. You, but lost, see, that's, you lost everybody's but vote. That's, that's the way politics is supposed to be, right? We are in complete disagreement, but we're both smiling just over laugh, it. Just laugh. Just laugh. Just be like, pineapple is good. Oh, actually, okay. Okay. Let, let me give you my politician answer. Okay. Well, I feel that uh, that pineapple serves a purpose on pizza, uh, and should somebody desire to have pineapple, uh, I think it's their right to, to enjoy the pineapple on a pizza. That is the best answer <laughs> I've ever heard to that question. Well, thank you, Mr. Grimm, for being on my podcast today. Thank I you. I really appreciate it. For this was fun. Well, I really appreciate you coming and um, actually responding to my email, and yeah, not thinking, oh, who is this kid? Why did he email me? Hey, you know what? There's something I want to add on that. Um, I've felt the same way uh, through this campaign because, like I said in the beginning, you know, my, my law enforcement experience was a number of years ago, and I'm not currently in law enforcement. But the number of professionals, uh, police chiefs in, in the area and other sheriffs and things like that, that have treated me with respect because they look at me as a, as a bona fide candidate, that really kind of makes me understand maybe a little bit what you're thinking, you know, what, what you're feeling. So, no, when you when you called me, it's like, this kid has a podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you actually taking the opportunity to be on here because some people won't. So, thank you. All right, thank you. Well, um, thank you guys for listening to the Kind of Opinion podcast. Please tune in um, once in a while and listen to it.